Hello, I am Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast. I appreciate you coming and having a listen. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your comments, and your ratings. It truly is a blessing as it helps others to find us. The purpose of the Yoga in My School podcast is to empower you to share yoga and mindfulness with youth. Through the archives and this episode in particular, I know that you will receive inspiration, knowledge, and tools to help you do so. We also are big fans of building community, and we love finding people who are doing amazing things in the kids' yoga community worldwide. So if you know of someone, or maybe you are someone, who are doing something incredible and you'd like to share it, feel free to reach out. You can email me, Donna, at yoganmyschool.com with ideas for upcoming episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy this episode. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, this is Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School and Kids Yoga Academy, and I'm broadcasting live this morning on September 11th, and it's very apropos that we're delving into this topic on this day. The topic for today is confronting shame, doubt, and fear, um, especially um, with the historic events that have happened today. It's really important that we know how to work through what some people term are negative emotions, but I think in the yoga world we kind of refer to them more as our darker emotions. Um, they're not the big bright ones, uh, the sunshine and happiness ones. They, these are a little bit darker, and, and, but we all have these emotions. And I know that there is a great pressure in the world to always be happy and positive, always give them you know, a smiling face and, yeah, I'm good, how are you? Um, and we're not too sure sometimes what to do with uh, with ourselves and with our children when when they're not happy and positive. Like, how do you help them to work through some of these darker emotions? So it is my pleasure to have with us as our special guest today, Cheryl Crawford. And Cheryl is one of the founders of a Grounded Yoga, Laughter, and Elevation, which is a program and organization based out of Atlanta. They do fabulous work, and uh, so she's going to help us um, look at some of these darker emotions. Cheryl, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, hi, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Well, actually, there's a few darker emotions. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Well, I'm a little bit of fear. Are, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Why do you think it is that we feel we need to be happy all the time? I think it's because it's like what society wants us to be, and that's what we we perceive as being normal, and that's what we go for. And it, ultimately, we do go for that that samadhi, that bliss. But along the way, we have to tap into those darker emotions as well, and the. Um, the deeper we go into the darker emotions, the easier it is to be more bright. But I think in general, like if, if you say to somebody, like you just said, hi, how are you doing? And they start with, oh, you know, things are really bad. We tend to just like walk away or distract ourselves or, you know, um, just gloss over it. So I think that's just normal. 
Yeah. I think it really is. It's well, and sometimes we do the hi, how you doing, um, but we really don't want a response. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, exactly. We don't really want to know how you're doing. <laughs> that's just our way of, you know, that, that's a social nicety. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, if I really told you that kind of crappy day I'm having, you might not be, you know, you might not stick around and talk to me for very long. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> now. What is it about our darker our darker sides that we find so hard to come to terms with? Like, I, I well, know I, think, I don't want to go there. I know. I think when, like, as parents, when our kids, especially when they're little, we just want them, you know, not to cry and to be happy, and um, and so then I think kids are um, they want to please. A lot of kids are, want to please us, so they try really hard to be happy, you know, for us and. We we tend to do whatever it takes to get them happy. Some of us parents that you know work at that. Um, and what I found is that tweens and teenagers they they like to live more in that angst state, and it's kind of cool actually to be more like that. So I've learned a lot from them um, that it's okay to go to those places and um, and that's I think why they love like the Hunger Games and Harry Potter and all those 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 amazing literature that the amazing literature that actually taps into that so they can relate to that um i just think it's um it's hard to face those things it's hard to talk about our fears or even think about them and, and now in the world it's so much easier to distract ourselves we can just check our cell phones or you know to go somewhere else or or just not even think about it well, I think that's really an important point. Uh, we are easily <laughs> and readily distracted. And mm-hmm. so we may not even know what we're feeling, never mind why we're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And so it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just, you know, text my friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> or watch this, you know, show on, on Netflix or, or whatever. It's easy. That's much easier than having right. to, you know, do some self-inquiry. Uh, right. Yes. Now... Um, I want to kind of delve right into this fabulous uh, curriculum that you've got going on. Down in Atlanta, you've uh, developed a United States, U spelled uh, Y-O-U, United States uh, curriculum, and you've been working with um, underserved populations in Atlanta with this program. Can you tell us a little bit about it and kind of what goes on in in this program? Sure. Well, it started because serving um, these populations and talking about happiness and joy, and often they don't even know what that is. So they haven't had parents who work so hard to try to get them to that state. They, um, you know, asking them, like, how how are you right now? And most of them are angry, sad. They won't admit to being scared, so they pretty much say, I'm angry or I'm sad, or they're both angry and sad. And... um, so I learned a lot from them, and then also with working with with teens um, in the schools, they they would often give me the the teens that would get in trouble to actually can relate to and um, enjoy them because they're so authentic. So um, I would ask them like, what does it feel like when you're sad and you're angry? Like, where in your body do you feel that? And um, 
what do you feel like doing? And so they would say, like, when I'm sad, I just don't want to do anything. When I'm angry, I just want to punch somebody or leave or run. So um, this came about slowly over the last couple years, and so I just started exploring it in all my classes, both um, at the elementary school level, middle school, and high school, and just asking them, like, where do you feel fear and what do fears look like and having them draw what a fear looks like. I didn't really ask them, like, what is your fear? unless I knew them really well and they wanted to share, like I have a fear of not being seen or I have a fear of being seen or not doing well or whatever. But I just asked them where they felt it in their body and if, like, what would a fear look like if you had to draw it. And um, it was pretty fascinating because throughout Atlanta they, they drew them pretty much, they had a lot in common. Like fears were kind of like big mm-hmm. fiery balls and um, shames were like wormy. <laughs> and like squiggly and mushy and then I asked them about doubts as well and doubts were just like almost goofy mm-hmm. um so that's how it started and then and then from my my learning about the darker side because I never really went there for a long time either I I would, could easily just go to the lighter side and not tap into that I learned how when you when you actually go there, when you go to fear, you have the courage to go through fear, then you get more free. So, um, and with working with schools, they often have character ed, or they have like in the IB programs, they 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 talk a lot about virtues, like courage and love and compassion and empathy and focus and all those wonderful virtues, but they don't talk about the other side of them, the opposite of them. And so when when you're trying to to embed these things in, into the kids with their yoga practice and not even mention what could come up on the other side of that, um, it, it's, um, it became really noticeable. So, so I did. I said, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens. And so I gave them a huge piece of paper where they drew their body, an outline of their body, and when something came up, just draw where that is in their body. Like, where do you feel shame and where do you feel doubt and where do you feel fear? And then um, encourage them to find the things that really help with them with going to that place and being okay with being scared and then not living there, not staying in that state. But when you want to navigate your way out of that state, what does it take? So... um and I just brought my teaching into it, but learned from them too. And so what they said is really grounding their feet and really toning their legs and rooting down from what we call their basement, which is you know, their pelvis, their hips. Mm-hmm. Rooting down helps them with fear. And, and then for them to do something like crow pose or a handstand, having the courage to do that, then they can go through that state to get to freedom. But you can't get to freedom without fear and so when you're able to tap into those fears and make them even smaller like they're you don't want to feed them by um thinking about them all the time and giving them all of your attention but you want to be aware of them you don't want to mask them or distract them so um and then um even like to be kind like a lot of them are like i don't know how to be kind so we where where do you when you're feeling mean where do you have most of that energy in your body and what does it feel like and a lot of them would be like it feels hot some of them would notice a color um it, all the kids were different depending on how they tap into themselves and then to get from mean to kind what would it take to get there and what do you need to do um and then we t- we did 
and then we we talked a lot about doubts, like when we when we say like I can't do it or I don't want to do it. Like what mantras, what poses really help you with the doubts? And they said shaking. Like any time you just shake and move, just shake the doubts out, which I thought was really interesting and cool. And then shame, um, particularly the. Um, the middle school eighth grade girls I worked with were really interested in learning about shame, and I I read Brene Brown's books, and I think this is so highly of her. And so we talked about shame and where that lives. And most kids and teens say it lives like in the low belly. They it's like a they said it's like a that's why they say it's kind of swampy and the, the shames are like yeah. these little worms, you know. And so and to feed them like what Brene. Brown says is when you feed shames, what they need is secrecy, silence, and judgment. So to teach them um, not to feed them and not to ever say, like, I am and something negative, because that's not true. So you can say, like, I feel shame or I feel like I can't do this, but to teach them to say, I am um, worthy or I am, I am capable I, I I am love and all those things and and to see like what really works to get from shame to to pride and what it takes is resilience and to keep working through it and then to talk to somebody that you really trust and um, they said like they started feeling more free and what I noticed particularly in the middle school where I taught it was very diverse in all areas and they started out um, like just by what they look like and what classes they hang out with, kind of hanging out with people who look like them and think like them. And then over time, it changed and shifted. And a lot of times I would say, go find a partner to do this pose with that you don't know. But over time, it started to shift, and they would see each other in the hallway and namaste each other And because they've done, they've done all this work together. Um, I would also have them write down for themselves, like in a journal or on paper, what came up for them. So... And I think just to just to acknowledge that, hey, we all have these dark states, and you want to you want to know what they are and where they are, because they're part of you. They're part of everybody. But when you don't want to live there anymore, how do you get into those states of ease and happiness and joy? Um, and so that's that's what this is. And so I, I've come up with um, we we do a lot with the number eleven. So I was born on the 11th, and Amy was born on the 11th of a different month, and 11 is mastery. So most things we do in Grounded have to do with 11. So we came up with 11 um, lighter states, brighter states that we want to get to, like freedom and kindness and ease, based on what the kids said. Like, I want to feel this. I've never felt um, ease. I've always been really, I've had anxiety. So to get from anxiety to ease, what does it take? To get from sadness to happiness, what does it take? And then the poses and the um, the mantras and the breath work and what does it take to get there? And we teach them what we've learned from our studies and from all the kids that we've worked with in the last in the many years, actually. And then we also, but we also encourage them to create their own GPS. Like, okay. There's lots of ways to get there. What's <laughs> going to work for you? And it's really mm-hmm. been interesting because we learn a lot. They, they draw these maps and they draw shames and doubts and fears. And um, and it's, so it's really been fascinating. We're about to put all, all of it into our, our next ebook because it's um, it's just been a, a lot for us. And the, the greatest thing is I get to bring this information into 
my adult classes because there's a lot of oh, adults sure. that don't want to tap into those darker states. To say, here's what a doubt looks like. Here's what a shame. I kind of put the the, po- the pictures right in front of their mats and pass it around, you know, and said, we're going to shake these doubts out or we're going to ground our fears. We're going to, um, you know, have a lot of space around the, the shame so we can look at it and keep them small and be and have the the brighter states just bigger. Like you want your love state like Texas. You want your, you know, so or even bigger, like go big with all those bright states, but keep the other ones really tiny. Yeah. Little Rhode Island there. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, it's really interesting that um, it was so experiential um, in the development. Like for, for curriculum development, so often it's, you know, the teachers or the academics or, or you know, the experts saying this is what we want to do and this is how we want to get there. And yet you've done, you know, yeah, we want to play with this and we've got that, that kind of like a big picture, but let's find out what the kids are feeling, what they're experiencing, and then let it grow very organically from there. It's a really great way of developing curriculum. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, and it's and yeah. it, it is really interesting because this summer I worked at a place, actually the government, which is really cool, of Atlanta paid me to work with kids that are really basically suffering. And... um and they just didn't know what happiness was at all. And they had it was they had some really rough, um, they were going through some rough stuff. And for them, they didn't even want to know what happiness and joy was. They're like, we don't need that. We're fine being angry and talking about our anger and staying in that state. They were completely fine, is what they said. It was really interesting. And they almost they tried to resist it. Like, <laughs> they're like, I don't know. And then they just I'm couldn't comfortable. Help it. Don't mess with it. Yeah, like for them it was uncomfortable to be happy. And they almost didn't know what to do when a laugh came out that was real. And they would look around like, did you guys hear that? Did that really happen? And then what they said, I mean, hands down, all of them were head below the heart. And for them, headstands, handstands, the chanting, the breath work, like all of that, they said it really worked. But if you had to pick one thing, it's um, like the inversions is what the kids said. So, so I thought, uh, let me I get that. this straight. So you're saying that the inversions really help these kids to literally turn those negative, those darker emotions on their heads. That right. That made them feel much more positive mm-hmm. qu- quickly. Yes. And then one of them is like, okay, I want to teach this. I want to teach this to other people because now I know how to do it. Like I know how to go from from the state of anger, the state of sadness, because those are huge states for me. I know how to change the boundary lines there and go to a state that really feels good and I'm okay in this good state. I'm going to teach my family this. I'm going to teach my friends and and the people I know. So it's been really nice just to see and and you know, I ask them questions all the time like, "Well, what does this work?" or or and I we have a grounded stickers and stuff so they make their own sequences, mm-hmm. they make their own elevator buttons that they press in a certain order to get to where they want. And um, it's just been fascinating to to learn from them. Well, it's really interesting what you're saying is, um, you know, because so often we as individuals sometimes get stuck in what we think we should, quote-unquote, should be Mm -hmm. feeling. And Mm -hmm. obviously some of these kids think that they should be feeling anger and angst and, you know, just projecting that type of, and, and, you know, self-preservation is huge in some of these communities, uh, and that uh, might be, you know, what they know. Um, it's how can we help all kids know that 
all emotions are okay. <laughs> Whether it's a darker side or a brighter side, that they're, you know, so often it's like, oh, that's a bad emotion. You shouldn't feel that. Right, right. And that's, that that's so common in our society. And, mm-hmm. and because it's hard. I think, I mean, you know, it's so hard when someone is, is, is not happy and they're right in front of you. That's hard, especially mm-hmm. if it's a family member or a friend. It's hard and you want to fix them, right? <laughs> we want to just change them fast. And we want it to be fast. Like, here, drink this. Or here, eat this. Or do this. I'll get you some candy. I'll get you a toy. You know, that is so common. And I think if we just allow it and give them space and, and we work, like as parents and teachers, we work on on holding the space ourselves so we can be there for them and say, wow, lucky you, you get to feel this emotion. We are here as humans to feel. We are not here to just feel happy all the time. That would be weird. We are here to feel <laughs> and feel deeply. And um, and then yeah, they get it because if, if you don't feel angry, then you're not going to know how to feel agreeable if you've never been angry, if you've never been sad. So um, to to realize that that's going to lead them somewhere. Otherwise, they just get numb, and then even when horrible things happen, they don't know what to do. Yeah, and then they get tight hips, <laughs> tight back. Right, right. They've got all kinds of physical issues because of these repressed emotions. Exactly. That's actually my next question. So what are some of the consequences that you see? Because you are obviously are getting these kids, um, when some of these consequences have already kicked in, what are some of these consequences of ignoring our darker states and our quote-unquote negative emotions? Yeah, they have a lot of anxiety. And so I also teach, in, mm-hmm. I, te- I mean, I think I teach all kids of all, you know, I like to, I love to teach in all different areas of, of Atlanta. So um, they have anxiety, and if they numb or distract or cover up, then, then that's what they also do with joy and gratitude and all the, and love. Like they, they numb and distract that as well, so they're just sitting with like a lot of anxiety or sadness. And so if you ask the kids, like I ask, sometimes I say, like, we have a pose where it's um, about being silly and calm at the same, like you do, you do one thing silly and then you do one thing calm. And I always ask them before that pose, like how many of you need to be more silly? And, the, you know, most of them raise their hand like they need to be more silly. And how many of you need to be more calm? And they raise their hand as well. Like they don't even have either one of those going on. Um, so the thing is they're just not feeling. They're just going through the motions and trying to please. I think that's what I'm seeing a lot, either like in the – um, more privileged schools, they just want to please. They want to please their parents or their teachers or their coach or their friends. And then on the other side of that, they they might want to please their friends, but they pretty much want to rebel against what everyone's saying because they have so much shame and I can't learn that way. I can't do that. I can't sit in a classroom all day and not blurt something out. Um, so that's what I'm seeing, and and especially the kids who tend to get in trouble, their thing is that they're talking. A lot of them get in trouble because they're talking so much. And from my understanding, is they're doing that like they just can't help talking and making noise because that that covers up their feelings, and it's louder than their, they want to make their voice louder than their thoughts, so they and their feelings, so they don't feel. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to listen to this, so I'm going to make some other noise. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even like I don't want to listen to the teacher. I don't want to listen to my own Inner dialogue, yeah. Yeah. And so if the teacher's not holding the space, 
and if the teacher isn't connected to them, that's where they'll go. So when you're holding the space and you're really connected and you're, and you're looking at them and you're saying things like, hey, your, your feet are really rooted, try this and see what that happens. Try bringing your thighs back. See if you, see if you can stand taller and you're looking at them, then that, that, makes, the, that makes those huge shifts. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Well, I know you have lots more to share, and boy, am I looking uh, forward to your next ebook. Yeah, that'll be—I'll snatch that one up right away because this is absolutely fascinating to me. It's like a whole psychology course and how to help kids get into their bodies so that they can access their emotions. It's just great. Um, but you are doing a webinar training for people who are interested in learning more. Um, I, it's coming up on September 19th, which is next Thursday, so a week Thursday, and uh, it's entitled How to Bring Shame, Fear, and Doubt into Schools, hosted on Kids Yoga <laughs> Academy. Can you, uh, now, there's going to be two sessions, which is really thrilling um, because people can have the option of doing it during the day at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, and that's 11 a.m. in the on Pacific Coast. and Or you can do it in the evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. Pacific. If you are in um, Europe, those folks, you want to come to the earlier one. And if you are in Asia, Australia, then you want to come to the later one because it will be the next morning for you. So these live webinars are fabulous because now you get this training to bring these type of programs and to their own local areas and how to help more kids uh, experience their darker sides so that they can, you know, have love the size of Texas, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what people can expect in that webinar? Yes, I will be giving you some of the mantras that we use um, and and how to bring those mantras into the poses that you teach, depending on the style that you teach, and how to talk to kids about. I have three specific ones, uh, doubt, shame, and fear, but you can use it with any emotion, and how you talk about it, and not so much really as as a psychologist or a counselor. Like the, this, this actually is a good thing to to work with counselors with I, I work with the social mm-hmm. workers and the counselors um, but just to get them to understand that I mean for me it's like when you say that to them you can just see them just relax like you can really see them relax when you say sometimes we feel this way they're like wow she knows that and um, so just the ways of doing that and also I'll show you some of the drawings that the kids have created where and the mapping of what they've done and I've I've um studied that, like where they have mapped their bodies and, and things that you can do with them and some uh, suggestions of lessons that you can do with them to tap into into this so that they can feel okay with, with, um, with these feelings. And it really train them to, when they're saying, I am, to make that a lighter state because that's the truth. And that's their bigger self is what I tell them, and that's your higher self your bigger self, and then the the darker sides are your, um, you know, your smaller self. That we can all we can all go there, and they help lead to your bigger self. But those is those you say I feel. So I am, I am kind. I feel mean. Just things like that, just to teach them that mm-hmm. to, to say that. And, and even as a parent or a school teacher, you can you can help that. Like when they say, I am I am angry. 
you say, oh, you feel angry. Just that little switch right there. So because they feel they, they can feel so much shame and feeling angry when you know like they're at this great they're supposed to you know that somebody else wants them to be happy. Mhm. Exactly. You know, a lot of us don't know what to do with anger as adults. Never mind. Never mind kids who are just you know they don't have the the same skill sets. Right, and I give them the skills because, you know, that's what I'm finding is this social-emotional learning is is really needed in the schools because, I mean, the counselors are amazing and they go in and they talk about what, to, you know, about what to do. But this helps, like, the yoga and the breathing and the mantras really help them see it and then release it because you can't release it if you don't know what it is and what you're going for. Yeah, if you don't know what you're experiencing, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you're you just say, lost. Your so you GPS need to is get... now completely defunct. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just I in don't a know swamp the land with... Sorry? I don't know the address. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. How do I get right. there? I don't know. I'm just going to pull over to the side of the road, or and that's what we do. Like, Are you going to pull over or are you just going to keep driving around in circles? That's what we tend to do is just keep going around in circles with our with our stories. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to next Thursday um, and and seeing the artwork and seeing what these children are are processing and how they're processing it and, and learning from them. I, I'm looking forward to it. And, and thank you so much for um, really, uh, you know, going into a little bit deeper yoga practice. You know, it's fun to do cat, cow, dog, you know, all that kind of, uh, and have fun with it. But... Sometimes we really need to delve into into you know the nitty gritty and what are you feeling and how can you change what you're feeling and and or sit with it and 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 really approach it and I appreciate um, that you've kind of taken it on and really bring kids yoga um, to such an elevated uh, place. Oh, well, thank you. We all know like what it's like to be in a room with people who are all laughing and happy and more like. So if we're all in a room where everybody's like barking and meowing, which is fun, but we're like in this other state, and we're like, I don't, I can't do that. I can't get myself there. So, um, yeah, exactly. We can all relate to that as at any age. So, well, thank you so much for including me, and I'm really looking forward to the webinar next week. All right. Daryl, thanks so much for joining us. It has been fabulously interesting to talk about how to confront shame, doubt, and fear and those darker sides, which we all experience, and how helpful that can be in allowing us to go into our brighter states and really experience them and make them larger so that we can have more joy in our lives. And um, for more information about the webinar, please visit Kids Yoga Academy under Live Events live webinar events. Like I said, it's next Thursday, and we'd be happy to have you there. Please check out Yoga in My School and Kids Yoga Academy on Facebook for all the latest and greatest in kids yoga. Take care. Have a great day. Namaste.